she's a good sport. So a couple of things I want to share. Let me give you four things I'm thinking about. So if you've never been to one of these, I just talk. This is just, that's all we're doing. We're just talking. I don't, we don't vote as a church on, on anything. We don't think hearing the Lord is a political process. But we absolutely think God speaks to the body through the body. And this is the major venue for that. It's a chance for me to share some things that, are, that we're thinking about, not deciding, but, but thinking about, and a chance for you all to ask clarifying questions and then to follow up uh, with us um, on down the road. So that's, that's what we're doing. So I don't want you here. I'm not waving flags for anything. I'm just presenting some things that are bouncing around in my head. I, I, I do feel like we're at a bit of a fork in the road, but I may be wrong. We may not be. Um, there's four different things I want to look at. We may do one of them or four of them or, or none of them. And so, again, there's, not, uh, there's, no, there's no agenda other than me saying, here's some things I'm thinking about. Nobody's coming to church on Sunday morning to hear about this stuff. So we have these gatherings periodically to give me an opportunity to share and to give you all an opportunity to ask questions and, and kind of hear what's going on and see if you can help shape where we're going. Because, again, we do value uh, God speaking to us through the body. And just a, maybe a small example of that, we had one of these back in January. And on the Monday night when we did one, I presented a job and said, this is what we feel like this new job is. It's going to be, it was, it turns out to be Jeremy. It was a small group pastor who is also going to do administrative work. And based on the feedback we got from the congregation or the group that night, by the time the Wednesday one came, we had changed the job description to small group and um, assimilation. We dropped the administration part. So we do take seriously the input and the feedback that comes through these things. It's not just, uh, it, we do take it seriously. So here's the grid I want you thinking about as we look at these things. Community transformation is our vision. So for us, not super concerned about having a big church, not really that concerned about having a great church, very concerned about seeing our city changed. And so for us, that's the metric. We believe that's why God put us here uh, on the square, we believe that's why God uh, called us into existence, not to have another good church in Marietta, definitely not to have a big church in Marietta, but because Marietta desperately is in need um, of transformation. And we believe we can be uh, a part of that process. Obviously, we're not all of it, but we do feel like we can be a part of that process. And for me, the two major keys are that idea of a, mul- of a movement and multiplication. So multiplication is personal. That's individuals saying, God's given me something, and I'm going to give it to someone else. That's what multiplying is. It came to one person. I'm going to give it to one person or two people or three people. It's living like a missionary. I recognize God's given me something good, and I'm going to look to intentionally give that to other people. And over time, as we do that individually, I do think there will be a movement. And the way I define that is the spontaneous generation of ministry outside of the local church. So our staff is wonderful, but if our city, if the, if the hope of our city is in our staff, we're, we're sunk. It's not, it's not it. And if the hope for our city is in any, even if it's in the collection of churches, we're sunk. That's not the, the way the Lord works. Again, we're not trying to build one really big, we're not trying to grow one really big tree. Think more like a field with lots of trees growing up. That's what I think when we begin to see that, we'll begin to actually see some velocity around the idea of community transformation. When ministry is springing up in our city that is not generated or supported even necessarily by the church. It's blessed for sure, but it's people just going after the things that God's put in their hearts. Some of that will be formal. Some of those things will be informal, but as more and more people do that, 
I do think we'll see our community transform. So that's the grid as we're talking. It's not church growth. It's, not, it's nothing about Stonebridge. Community transformation, to me, the keys for that, people giving away the things God has given them and seeing ministry spring up in our community. So four things I'm thinking about in alphabetical order. Church planning, ministry internship, relocation, and a sanctuary expansion. So I'll just walk through them one at a time. Church planting. So we're going to do this. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. I'm, someone in our church who's not ready to be named is seriously discerning. He and I meet uh, every few weeks. He's really working with, the, kind of wrestling with the I wouldn't even say he's wrestling with the Lord. He's just working through. God, what are you saying? And I think if he, would, if he was here tonight, he would say, God is calling me to plant, I believe, and he's calling me to plant with y'all, I believe. And he's been in our church for uh, several years now. He's one of us, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm trying not to press him for sure because I don't want him moving forward because I'm the one uh, kind of pushing him in that direction. But I am very excited. I think he'd do a great job, and so I, he's kind of, crossing the T's and dotting the I's in his heart and making sure every, everything's good with his family. So I would say pray for sure. Pray for him, even though you don't know him. Pray for him and his family and just pray that they'd have revelation and they would be on the same page with Jesus. Whatever Jesus is saying to their family, that's what, that's what, we're, that's what we want to see happen. So I'm, I'm super hopeful that in 2017 we will see a church planted out of here. And just as an FYI, um, our admin guys a, a couple of years ago set aside $30,000 to help transition someone from whatever they are currently doing into um, a church planting posture. Very helpful for us when we started. Um, I was on staff at Riverstone, and Riverstone carried my salary for about four months before Stonebridge could pick, pick me up. And it, it made a big difference for me and a big difference for our family. And so we've set up a similar fund in order to help facilitate that for somebody it seems like most of the people we have who are expressing any interest in church planting or they're married they already have a family and they're, they're leaving something that they're already doing they're not straight out of school kind of folks and so we want to make sure that we were helping in that transition if we, if we are able to plant in 2017 if there's a financial component beyond that 30,000 it would be how do we re- replenish that or, or, or renew that fund and is that fund Sufficient. So those are some things I'm thinking about. Next, ministry internship. So this is a, I've been thinking about this for a, a probably six weeks, maybe eight weeks now. Again, the idea for me is how do we help people move particularly into church planting? So when I say ministry, I really mean church jobs. I don't, that's, it probably should be called that. That's really the idea. It's how do we help people move into prepare who have some sense of calling into church work to, do what I do or what Bo does or Penny or David Scott, Jeremy. How do we help people get ready for that? It seems like it's a very big step for people, particularly who are already in a career, to move in the direction of, of a, it's a career change. And so maybe an internship is a small step that helps people explore or discern a calling that's not quite so scary as quitting my job, leaving my profession and starting from scratch somewhere else. I don't know that that's the case, but the heart behind it is really to help surface calling in people. I actually do think we have a very healthy staff. I think we have a strong culture as a staff, and so I would be, I, it, I would be great if somebody came in and 
and observed and participated, and they were able to take some things from our staff dynamics and employ those things in another church. I do think that we have. That is a strength for, for our church, I believe. So I feel great about that. I don't know if it's the kind of thing that, I don't know if anybody will want to do it, honestly, but it was an idea that I've had. I don't know if it needs to be funded. I think it says question mark next to a stipend. I don't know who would want to do it and if, and if they're taking time off of work to participate, if there's some small amount of money that helps um, offset what they would be giving up in order to participate or if that's not something that's, uh, that's needed. So that's an idea, and that's, I'm very interested in kind of seeing how that would play out in uh, shaping that. There's actually someone who was here on Monday who said, if you do that, I'm in. So there's at least one person who's interested. So you can think about that. The big ones, all right, so this is our attendance. The numbers don't matter. They matter because they're people. But in general, don't worry about the specifics. Orange is children. Blue is students. We didn't have a student ministry until 2012. And green is adults. All I want you to see is it, it's going up. Uh, we've been here. We've been around for 10 years. It's gone up every year. Not tons, but some. Uh, as we think about the future, so those first two things, church planting and a ministry uh, internship, those things to me, are that's really, that's body stuff. That's ministry. That's organic. That has to do with kind of us as the people of God and hopefully moving into a place where we are sending out church planters and church planting group, groups of people who are saying, I want to start something new. So that's really the heart behind both of those two things. It's multiplication. When you think about community transformation, uh, there's a, a good bit of literature and uh, research that says church planting is one of the best ways to reach a community. So for me, that's, that's not really a negotiable I'm hopeful that we'll see it in 2017, and I'm hopeful that, it, it, that maybe this intern idea will help generate more people who are interested in high-level church leadership. So that's the heart behind both of those things. That really doesn't have a lot to do with the number of people who are here on Sunday. Does that make sense? It does, if we have 100 or 200 or 1,000, that doesn't necessarily affect those first two things. Those are much more, I guess, ministry Related. These next two things I want to talk about are much more structural and organizational. And they really do have to do with the number of people who come here on Sunday. Um, if you've been here for more than a handful of years, you know we've, had to, we've acquired more space and we've done multiple um, renovations and expansions. And we're, we're full again. In January, we started a 5 o'clock service with the hope that it would relieve pressure at 9 and 11. The cheapest way to do that is to add a service. It doesn't cost us hardly anything at all, to do another service. And the service was pretty strong for about three or four months, 60s or 70s, and the summer it really dropped off. Back now we're, we're maybe in the mid-40s with uh, people who are coming, and that's, it's great. It's great. It, I, I love it. It's a great service. What we found is it's actually working the opposite of what we wanted. People are coming at 5, and they like the church, and then they're shifting to the morning versus staying at 5. And I get it. I mean, I get it. They're... One of the things people like about our church, I think, is the community feel. And they, after they meet the 12 other people who are coming at 5, they, they come at 9 or 11. So we've, that, we've hit a bit of a roadblock there. And um, we're, just, we're exploring options. And we're not saying we're cutting that service. We actually can't cut that service. The 40 people who come at 5, we don't have room for 40 people in the morning. So 
We, we need it. And again, I think there's life there, but I understand why it's been difficult to get traction. So this is what you've seen. What, will you go back, please? So this is what we've seen. Um, we, we can fit. We have 200 chairs in here. So you do that times two. That's 400 in the morning. We're really, it, it gets pretty uncomfortable, about 175. So that's 350 people. And you can see we're already, we're over that uh, pretty consistently um, as it is. So we're just trying, we're just, do we need to do anything else? Do we just need people to be uncomfortable? And that will, when we plan a church, they'll say, great, I'm going to go someplace where the plumbing works or whatever. Do we need to say, it'll just be full at nine and people can shift to five. There's an option and people can come at five and it's there if they want it. I don't know the answers to those questions, but two things we've looked at. One is um, a relocation. So uh, if you've been here for a, a period of time, you know, we felt uh, revelation to be here. We didn't just pick it because it was a good location or strategic. We picked it because we felt like we actually didn't pick it. We felt like God said, hey, this is the spot, and he really opened a door for us to be here. And so uh, the idea of relocation for me, honestly, is it gives me heartburn. Out of everything we've talked about, this is the one that's the hardest for me to get my heart around. But there are people who I trust and respect who are saying, you need, to, you need to think about this. You can't just shut your mind to this whole idea. It very well could be that the Lord is, is, is indicating through the, the amount of people who are coming through. We don't market. We don't advertise. I don't ever even ask you to invite somebody to church. And people continue to come. And so they're saying, are you, do, you, are, do you need to look at that? and see if, if it makes more sense for us to be somewhere else. We have five years left on our leases. We have two different landlords. We have all of our um, – the properties that we've had are uh, the Groovers and this new one, this student ministry place. is a family named the Duvlars family, and both of those leases run uh, for five years. So it could be that if we wanted to go somewhere else, maybe in the next year or so, it's time to start looking at that. There's obviously – cost involved in um, acquiring a place and renovating it and all of that. I'm not at all interested in buying land and building from the ground up. But I guess if the Lord says that's what we need to do, then that's what we need to do. We have about 15,000 square feet now. Uh, not very many places around the square have more. There's an empty building over on uh, that faces First Methodist. It was the old uh, warehouse where First Pres Youth met. You may have seen it. Um, and it's the, it's the exact same amount of square footage as we have now. It, it is cheaper rent. We pay about 17000 a month in rent right now. That's a big number, isn't it? So um, that's what we pay, and it, it increases uh, incrementally um, over the course of the next five years, $500 a month over the course of the next five years. So you math guys can figure out what we're paying, and, and that, that's that. And so the, the rent at um, the warehouse is cheaper, but it would cost a good bit of money to get it where we would need it to be to be able to use it, and it's, it's no larger than this. And there's not very many other places that we've seen around the square that are bigger, but there may be. And, again, for me, the kind of the heartburn of moving off the squares, I have to decide, am I being stubborn by saying we're not going anywhere, or am I being faithful? And so I think if you're thinking about that, that's, that's the prayer. We want to hear the Lord. There are some guys who are at least casually keeping their eyes open to see what's available. And, um, and again, they're, they're people who love our church. They fully understand what we're trying to do. Nobody's trying to turn us into you know, a mega church or anything like that. They're fully 
on board with our vision, and they're just saying, you need to be open to this. Um, and then the other idea is to, we could expand this one more time. So Bo's, gonna, Bo's been working with Mike Bedingfield. He's done most of our uh, times that we've renovated, and he's got a, I think there's a drawing, uh, Katie and Jeremy and Kim are going to pass out a drawing because you probably can't see that up on the screen. So again, this isn't, we're not saying, well, we're either moving or relocating, or we're either moving or expanding. Don't hear that. It's not binary. We, we may do neither. We may do both. We're just trying, we're, this is just things that we're thinking about. And so Bo's going to try to walk you a little bit uh, through that plan, and then I'll come back up and wrap that up. Yeah, so we, we've, uh, we've talked about this casually for a few years, but um, let's see, this is, this is small up here. I don't know if this helps at all with the laser pointer, but uh, so current, current sanctuary space, what we would do, the big, the big move and actually the big cost of the project um, is moving, moving the bathrooms from here in these two spots and moving them over here to this youth room that we have next door, which the youth will be moving out of that room once the 166 opens up. Um, so there is a, as you can see, there's, we, we enlarge the fellowship area where the coffee is. We'll take the kitchen out, move it to the back corner of the space, which is right through these, that door there. Um, give us, and then give us two larger bathrooms with one, uh, one more spot for usage in each in each bathroom. That's all I'm going to say about that. <clears throat> um, and then the sound the sound area would go up in the front welcome room, which is here. So it would be out of this space, which gives us a little more a little more room there too. So it looks pretty minimal in what you're actually doing, but the cost is not minimal at all. It's a uh, Hundred seventy-eight thousand—that's an estimate. So, between one hundred sixty and two hundred thousand dollars to do that. And the, one of the biggest costs actually is uh, mechanical, the HVAC. We've been underserved in the space for a long time. Y'all know that in the in the summertime. So, I mean, where's less? You could speak a lot more to this than I could. But it, that's going to cost us a lot. I mean, on, on the on the bid we have right now, that's a it's about sixty thousand dollars just to do that. So that's a lot of the cost. And the plumbing is going to be tough to, to run a trench to get over to this area, too. Plumbing that we're not really sure about because it's going to connect and go through the same lines that we have trouble with all the time. So there's a lot of cost in, in that. And, we, and what else? We don't know, actually. There may be a line we can tie to to the back of the space over here. Um, and then all, oh, yeah, the other thing, this space in 166 we did out of our uh, savings. This we, we couldn't. We couldn't do that out of the savings. It would have we have to come from the body. Yeah, yeah, about sixty seats. Yeah, for service. So that's yeah, we did it three times. That would not do away with the third service either. We would we would still have to keep the third service. So yeah, can we take questions? Or you want to? Yeah, you may have questions on that. Anyway. I don't know that. Not, 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 I don't know yet. Well, it would be easier in a lot of ways because you could, with the youth being out of there, we could go and start the bathrooms before we even have to do anything in the sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. 
12 weeks, I say. Bill, do you have something? Go, go into there. We've actually, we've talked about that. Um, actually opening this wall up here. So this wall there. So, um, we didn't. We actually didn't see that netted us many seats more than we already have. Just by doing, yeah, by going this way instead of by faith. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. So go, so open, but we're losing this wall here, right? I don't know that we've ever talked about that. Oh, Chip and Joanna. <laughs> Chip and... All right, we'll see. Yeah, they're not doing the show anymore. And Bill, Bill volunteered to sit over there under the load-bearing <laughs> walls that we removed. <laughs> no, we hadn't talked about it. We will. That's yeah. Why not? Maybe. That was what they. Someone extrapolated that on Monday because we have multiple engineers in the room. And what they decided was based on our slope and growth curve that it might get us five years. Five years is what they said. Yeah. You may you take yeah. it up with with Dennis Champagne. Yeah, and we're also our the what crunched us before was the children with the spaces we have, but with a new space we're picking up four new classrooms for them too, which helps a lot. Uh, it it does. It gets used some. I, I mean, I'm not ever. I don't it's know. In the women's bathroom. I'm not ever out of the sanctuary when somebody would be in there. But yeah, yeah. You're not the only woman to say that. Yeah, we've heard that. Men so. drew the pictures. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The the big what we were trying to net with this is is seats and gathering space, and that, so the fellowship area is a lot bigger than what we have now. Again, I'm never out there during that time, but we just notice people gather in the parking lot or they gather out on the sidewalk, and both makes it pretty hard for changing over services. So we're trying to create a little more space inside the, the building. That's good. Do you have anything on that? No. Yeah. It's two different uh, landlords. So the the people who own the building don't own the parking lot. So. Um, we've never even we've never asked because it would be taking up his his space, and I don't. I, we can ask, but uh, he makes a pretty good he makes pretty good money 
on the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, we don't have enough head height to put in a balcony, so we would have to raise the roof. And so um, we, somebody told me that was really expensive. So, and it's that, that at some point, some of those questions get into, it's not our building. And so anything we're doing, it's not our, it's, it's not our building. And so I, we've had a little pushback on some of those more expensive ideas just to say, why would you put that much money into something that you can't take with you? But maybe if we decide we're going to be here forever, then it, it makes sense. So uh, Charlene asked a question, you know, uh, the square is, Im- is important for us from a vision perspective, and a lot of our ministry during the week does revolve around this place. Uh, we've got a group of uh, multiple teams, actually, that do something called Act 6, and the fact that we're on a bus line, we're on the square, does give them access uh, to a whole, it's really, a, it's a congregation. It's a whole congregation of people who they pastor during the week, most of whom won't, won't and don't come on Sunday. And if we move off the square, it's difficult for me to see how that, but, you know, again, things, things begin and things end. And so that's not to say that that, that, can't, uh, that can't happen. Uh, there's one other thing I was thinking about with the square. Many of, I don't know how many of you, one of the things that we hear, we have those little connect cards, and one of the reasons people say, how did you hear about the church? More often than I would have imagined, it's walk by or drive by. And so there is something, our location has shaped our identity. That's a true statement. And this place, the way it is, with all of its quirkiness, has shaped our identity, and that would change when we move. That doesn't necessarily mean it would change it for the negative, but it would change if we weren't here uh, any longer. And so I think that's, a, that's one of those things that we would never know until we weren't. And so uh, we don't want to make a decision out of fear, but honestly that would be a fear of mine, is that we wouldn't be who we are once if we move. Like we, if you were here last uh, first Sunday of the month, we do birthdays. If we have a 500-seat sanctuary, I don't know if you can do birthdays. I don't know if people are willing to stand up and talk, and I don't know if I can listen, and, or you can listen to 50 people go through their birthdays. So those are the kinds of things that we're just trying to think about. Like, what, again, things begin and things end. And so just because we've done something doesn't mean that we continue to do it. We want to hear what God is saying to us today. And uh, he may be saying don't do anything. He may be saying get more people to come to church at 5. And then that's that. I don't know the answer to that. Yes, Susan. Thank you. Yeah, that has been the case up to this point. Yes. Mm hmm. Right, so uh, did y'all hear her question? How does church planting affect uh, our growth number of people in the room? In our experience, so there's seven churches that have been planted in our network, and our experience is that you can't plant your way out of growth. 
You can't, uh, enough don't leave, to, and they get replaced uh, relatively quickly. So a church our size, if you look at what's happened at Riverstone, we could probably say maybe we would have 25 people who would go with a group. And, and we tend to grow a little bit more than that. So um, I'm going to let you all ask questions about anything, just questions to clarify. But I will give you all this. So I, we had some really smart people here on Monday. And so the way they worked their advice in is they said, have you ever thought about? And then they, which technically does end with a question mark. So it's a question. So if you want to give me a have you ever thought about, you absolutely can give me a have you ever thought about. That can close with the, so uh, any clarifying questions on anything that we've talked about? I would love to do my best to answer them. Les, Chad, BJ, if y'all have anything that you want to add, those are three of our admin guys. Feel free to jump in. I don't think another, any others are here. Yeah. Questions? Please? Is it that clear? Yes. Yes. So we have looked at, y'all have done surveys on three morning services. Our biggest issue in the morning is the amount of time it takes to turn over the parking lot and to turn over the Pathfinders area. Uh, Penny can't do it in less than 25 minutes. So it's, it's 30 is what she needs because sometimes we run late because the guy who talks extends a little bit. So we need a 30-minute buffer, and we can't figure So our services are an hour and a half, so you're talking about you need a two-hour block. So you're either starting really early. Your first one's starting really early, or your last one is beginning really late, and those times become very unattractive. And so we've talked about shortening our services. And the last we put that out, and we got massive pushback on not shortening the services. So we, can't, we, we haven't been able to figure out how to get three in attractive times. Yes. Oh, yeah, we've done that. <laughs> it doesn't last very long. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, according to our survey, 93 people were coming at five. So the thing that this is where one of my it's it's probably a weakness for me, for sure, kind of bumps up against the problem is I don't I'm not going to tell people when to go. I'm just glad you come. And so it's it's hard for me to kind of take the posture of saying uh, you've got to come at five. But somebody did challenge me on Monday about that. So I'm thinking about trying to in my way, move in the direction of being a little more direct and say, we need this to work. And so um, hopefully maybe in January, I'm going to, we've tried lots of, we used to eat dinner after the five o'clock service, which I thought would be a draw. And it actually, I think it made people go, I don't, I don't want to have to eat dinner. So, so we, we've tried different things and we will, I mean, that, that's good. That obviously is the cheapest option. Yes. And then. Yes, and that buys us, that, that does buy us a little bit of time, but we're still, it would be, I think if we did that, it was 8, and then we maybe could start at 9.45, and 
and then the next one starting whatever two eleven forty five, and that starts. Everybody's going at nine forty five if we do that, and so that's it was hard for us again to to try to figure out three that would be somewhat equally attractive for people where they all don't just funnel to the one in the middle. The warehouse? Yeah, it's just on the other side of the railroad track. Uh, we have not thought of that. Um, yes, we could. At some point, the, it would be the money because that's renting over there as well, and it it would be a decent bit of money to to get that in in good shape. They had a bit of water damage a couple of years ago, so that's that. We have not thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five hundred a month. 500, well, I didn't say that right. How do I say that better? 500 per, $6,000 a year. There you go, $6,000 a year. Right. Yeah. But not every month it doesn't go up $500. Yeah. It's 6000 a year, and he's a CFO. At a church, no less. It's good. So we're going to go with his numbers. Our rent is high, is the bottom line. That's the, that's, that is total for all of our spaces, not the parking lot separate. Yeah. Service light. We, we talked about that, and again, there's a lot of pushback over anything that, that, uh, changed the nature of the service, and at some point, it's difficult for me to say, are we kind of creating two different cultures here? We have, we have this culture that's radically different from this one, and that, that doesn't feel great. Who else? Questions? Or have you thought of? Yes. Saturday night instead of Sunday night. Biggest issue for that is the size of our staff. We don't necessarily have enough people to pull off both, and so it would it would wipe us out pretty quick if we were doing Saturday night and then having to turn around and do Sunday. Uh, we, we actually offered that as an option at one point, and it, it didn't get a lot of response either. Sunday night, Sunday night got more, had a bigger response than Saturday night on the survey that we gave. Who else? Steve and then Barbara. I mean, when we started, I said 70 would be great. I felt like 70 was enough kind of critical mass that when people came, they would say, oh, this is, this is good. This, you know, we started, we had 30. And so 70 would be enough to kind of keep it rolling. And I obviously was wrong because it, it wasn't enough. When people began to drop, it just kind of dropped and dropped. And the summer was... The summer is kind of what did it in. We were it was pretty strong and it was good, solid until Memorial Day. We never really bounced back after that. Uh, Barbara and then Charlene.
Somebody brought that up at the um, on Monday. Right now, David uses that space, and it's he can get about 25 in there comfortably in the room as it is. So I don't know how much that buys us, but it's not a terrible it's not a terrible idea for worship. We don't love that, and so that makes it it may work for the message, but it makes it a little difficult for worship. And then also some of the things that we try to do as family. You know, if you're in there and we're commissioning in here or baptizing, so that part gets a little. I hadn't kind of got my mind around video church yet. So, Charlene. Right. Yeah, that's good. And we do have some people who float, for sure. Good. It's actually, it's a good service. I mean, there's life there. We don't have a full band. That's probably the thing that's the most different. So, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We tried that for this, so that was the Saturday, the Sunday night service. Two, I think in 2014 we did it, and so this time when we did it in 2016 we did exactly what you said. We said it's exactly the same. There is no obviously we didn't communicate it very well, but that but we did we. We have tried. Like that, that was our goal this time, was to make it as close to the 9 and 11 as we could. Again, the biggest difference is we don't have a full band uh, hardly ever at, at 5, so the worship is a bit different. Part of what you did not like? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a negative. Who else? Clarifying questions? Or have you ever thought of? Yes. When you come to the Sunday night service, it's, it's all clear. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of people. Right. I wonder if it would draw more people if there were only chairs in the back. We used to have people kind of squeeze together and they didn't like it. It seems, with the exception of um, a few of y'all, it seems like our... Um, introverts like the five o'clock service they want some space and so I mean that's not I mean we can we can talk about that's it that's an easy thing to see for sure it's not hard to move chairs yes once a month last Sunday of the month mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What do I do for half an hour? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. That was one of the things that we thought about doing at five. We thought folks who were coming for youth would maybe do what you were talking about. But that 30, I don't know what to do about that 30-minute gap. He needs two full hours, and I can't imagine us doing two full hours. So maybe that's 
when we were doing the dinner, it ran all the way till it ran till seven. But when we cut that, we we lost that thirty minutes. So maybe there's something we can do around that. Anybody else? It's eight. I don't want to hold y'all too late, but I want to make sure that if you have something to say, you get heard. Do you have anything? Either any of you three? Did I miss any miss anything? You would have the maybe the same issue on the front end. You would drop your middle schooler off or your student off at five, and you have a little bit of time to kill. But maybe it's better to have it on the front end than the back end. That could be. And somebody actually wondered if we should move it all the way to six, not tie it to youth at all. Start it at six, and maybe that's a, that's more attractive to a group of people for sure. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can just preach longer. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> Nobody's good enough to go for 45 minutes. Yes. I don't see. I don't think it would. The, our, the issue that we run into with this, it, all of these buildings, are they're all separate buildings. And so all of these walls are load-bearing. So we can't go this way. Uh, it's difficult to go. All we we can punch holes, but we can't knock out walls that move in that direction. And so that's been one of our biggest challenges. All we can do is expand this way in all of the spaces. Anybody else? All right. All right. I'm going to pray. Thank you guys for being here, and thanks for sharing. What I need from y'all is I want you to pray, and if you've got feel like the Lord's putting something in your heart, or if you just have a question or, or an input, you can email me, uh, or you can email Kim if you'd rather run through her, and we take all of that stuff, we do take all that stuff really seriously. Not, there is no, like, this is not deciding tomorrow. There's no time pressure on this. I'm just trying to invite everyone in to some things that our uh, leadership team or admin team is kicking around and thinking about. So please, again, give us whatever feedback that you have, and we'll keep you posted as we try to hear the Lord together. So, uh, God, do thank you. I thank you for these people who come. I thank you that they come so faithfully. I thank you for their uh, commitment to you and to our city and to our church. And ultimately, God, that's what we want to see our city transformed, and we want to see your name uh, glorified. And so if planting churches does that, let's go. If it's an internship, if it's moving walls, if it's moving off the square, if it's all or none of the above, God, anything that facilitates uh, the, the transformation of our community, that's what we want to be about because we believe that's what you've asked us to be about. So, God, if there's anything in me that's, just, that's stubborn or wrong or missing it, then I pray you convict me and you give me ears to hear what you're saying, uh, even if it's not what I want to hear. God, I pray for our uh, admin team and that they would continue to hear you as well. And, and for our body, God, I thank you again just for their uh, deep love for you and their deep commitment uh, to what you're doing here uh, through this little church on the on the square. So continue to lead us, continue to guide us, protect us from the enemy and all of his schemes to steal and kill and destroy. God, whatever decisions, if any decisions are made, I pray that we would be able to make those with a strong sense of unity, God. That's not anything that would bring division uh, to this body uh, and to this family. So deep and rich and full blessings on everyone who's here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.